Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program about, well, guess. See if you can guess. Yeah, that's it. It's the food and it's the food we eat, and it's the food we don't want to eat. The food we There's a lot of food eating. out there that we don't want to eat, but we have to eat it. You know, like, well, I was about to say, <laughs> no, I was supposed to say, or almost did say. Um, Tripe? Tr- no, 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 but it would fit right in with, uh, it would be, uh, uh, I don't know why. I, uh, there's, there's a word I'm looking for, and it's not coming up. Bourguignon. No, it's a it's a vegetable. It looks like a little uh, okra. Uh, uh, no, it looks like a, a very tiny uh, cabbage. Kakutsa, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Thank Everybody you very much. Everybody wants to eat Brussels sprouts. Everybody's eating. I remember when I was a kid, I wouldn't have touched them. I know. And now we eat them all the time. In fact, um, last uh, well, let's see. This was only. Day before yesterday, I went to uh, that little thing that was going on in the French Quarter, and uh, one of the things that uh, was there were uh, I went and I, what, what this was I better you went to specify two jacks, it. Right? I'm going, I went to two jags, yeah. mainly to see what okay what was going on in the quarter. Yeah, to see what you know what's oh, going to happen. Well, I see. Okay, okay. So, so get the scoop. So I, I wanted to get the Below scoop. Slow down. So. I went over there, and one of the options is to get their famous dinner, which was a three- or four-course dinner. They had a special version of it in lunchtime. So uh, it wound up being oysters en brochette. You probably okay. have seen that. And then for the second course, I had uh, the New England boiled dinner. The New England go- boiled dinner, exactly that. It was a, a, a brisket cooked so that it was falling off the bone, very, very tender, really nice. And then the uh, uh, then the little vegetables again. Carrots, potatoes, turnips. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that was it, and it was a, a lovely time, and I got a chance to find out what's really happening there because uh, there was a guy waiting my table who was really on top of things and even could remember that we did an eat club dinner there about oh, eight, nine years ago. So we were kind of like regular customers over there, uh, if you count one every two years. You know, when you were talking about food that you don't want to eat, I thought you were going to say macaroni and cheese. Uh, Yeah, that too. Yeah. We have somebody waiting for us over here on the green phone. It's Gregory. Gregory. Hey, Hey, there. Hi. Welcome. I am sitting on the riverfront right now, and it's really gorgeous weather. It is it's going. Are, are you guys on this side today? Are, are you in no. the office building? Or are you at home? <laughs> no, we're at home. Uh, floating no, in the uh, atmosphere. You know, the atmosphere is delicious over here at the Riverwalk. Yeah. It is. Uh-huh. I had a doctor's appointment to go to, so I just left my car down at the VA Medical Center and just walked straight up Canal Street because I had to see that building first. You know, you know, it's, it's, ah. such, it's, such, it's so sad. But, and then did I you hear? Did you hear Justin Kennedy say yesterday that he saw it fall? 
Oh, that's incredible. Oh, I wanted to mention that. What a delightful show yesterday was, that whole two hours with Justin. He's just an incredible guy, yes. and boy, oh boy, he's a great friend of mine personally, and I do yes. love him very much. I was yeah. thrilled when y'all had him on. That's yeah, right. he's he's terrific, and he's been on many times before. And, yes, uh, he has. A, when, a, and he always a great talker. Gang. <laughs> with his gang, talker. yeah. The bro fest, I call it. Yep, yep, that's exactly right, Marianne. Well, that show was terrific. Yeah, I, I didn't catch him when he mentioned that. Did he actually saw it in person? Oh my goodness! I wonder what. Yeah, he, he said he goes to the health club right there, which is oh, just the athletic club. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that poor guy. He's got like two thousand members that haven't been able to come in, and he's barely keeping his lights on. I hope he gets compensated. Oh, oh, so it's closed right now? Yeah, because it's it's still in the exclusion zone. Ooh, okay. That's yeah. going to be a long time. That's going to be a problem for yeah. him. Yeah. I think they're going to get him straightened out as soon as they get the rest of that crane down and mm-hmm. uh, make sure it's not going to pancake down again yeah. until they finally implode it. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just so sad because I thought that was going to be a great addition to that end of Canal Street. Um, I think it's still going to work out. Well, I'm yeah. just watching the Natchez go by. Mm. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. Boy, I wish I was on that boat. Anyway... I stopped into two. You know, wait, wait, wait. Can, can I interrupt you again? Because you, sure. you you brought this up. Uh, if you've been to the Natchez, that's the the paddle boat uh, ship in yeah, the Mississippi I'm River. Yeah, I'm watching it go by right as we speak. <laughs> Years ago, I took a trip on there. Just you know, one of the things you could do, starting at sure. five in the afternoon till yeah. Well, I haven't done one in a long, long time, and I wonder if anybody out there has been on the Natchez or anything comparable to it on the river. And uh, call us and tell us how the food is there, because the way they set it up, you have, actually have a complete dinner. Yeah. All right. I, go I ahead, know, Gregory. I was there several years ago. I've been on that, that jazz cruise with the Dukes of Dixieland, and I think the gumbo shop does the catering for them, and it was quite good. They had, like, a carving station of that steamboat round, roast beef, and they had jambalaya and very good gumbo, if I recall, and uh, all the fixings, all the sides, sweet potatoes, veggies, and stuff mm. like that. But it's been several years. I don't know if they still do that. But the Dukes of Dixieland, I know, It's the same people that do Cafe Beignet. Go ahead. It's two companies, one of which is involved in the, uh, in, in the river, and the other one is the uh, Beignet... Uh, well, they're the same company now. They, are they both, the same company? They, yeah. they merged? Oh, yeah. see, well, well, they, 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 the they're in that venture yeah. anyway. All right, Gregory, well, I knew go it ahead. Time, the gumbo shop, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. I, I know the gumbo shop was, maybe it was the Creole Queen they were doing the food for the gumbo shop, not the matches. Yeah, I, I don't. The, oh, wait, the, wait, the, then it's the Creole Queen that I'm talking about. So you're right with the Natchez. I thought they were the same thing. So Creole Queen and Cafe yeah, Beignet are together, and Natchez is something else. All right. Well, anyway, Moving really on. beautiful. It's turning around right in front of me. Anyway, I stopped into Dominica today, and uh, I go there, you know, as often as I can because I really love the uh, white pizza they do. You know, the one with the ricotta and roasted garlic. White, white pizza. Sauce, whatever, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I can usually get the guys to put a dozen fried oysters on. Not today. No? Did you know about this oyster shortage, Tom? I've, I've been hearing that for months, if not it's years. Real. It's it's real, know, it's but favorite. but I my my luck is uh, when I go out to eat in a restaurant, the first thing I look at on the menu is oysters, and yep. uh, I oysters are my favorite uh, favorite dish. So I, I, you know, I pay really close attention to this, and uh, honestly, 
I've I've run into uh you know three or four places that did not have oysters and all the rest of them did maybe at a little well, higher you, price but they still yeah, have them and they Yeah, they're not much. Um you could have gotten a fried oyster the other day. I think it was like 20 bucks or something like that. But um, Oh wow. Fairly for the pizza. Yeah. And Drago, um I talked to Tommy Satanovich earlier this uh, morning. I uh, just oh, happened to know. Yeah. So I mean He's only doing char-grilled oysters. He doesn't, he's not doing his oyster pasta. He's not doing fried oysters. Oh, wow. He's not doing oyster pork oysters. Yeah. He's only doing char-grilled because it's so short. And I figured yeah. that that would be something that would be very alarming to us in New Orleans, yeah. especially with the holidays coming through. I yep. mean, <laughs> what are we going to do? Grief. Anyway, we'll survive. We'll survive. Yeah, I think we will. I just, um, I, just, I just had to phone you guys. Reporting from well, the river, walk, watching the Natchez turn around right now, and I'm going to go back home. Anyway, why not? You guys, I, I, I'm enjoying the show. So long. Thank you. Thank right. you Thanks Gregory. for calling. All right. This is the Food Show. I'm this Tom is... Fitzmorris. Nice to be here with you talking about food, restaurants, wine. Marianne is here. Hi. And uh, also here is uh, Marianne. Marianne. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're playing that game again, are we? No, it's not a game. It's unfortunate. It's for real? Anyway, Don't t- please, God, tell me it's not six, real. 3368 <laughs> is the number. Also on your almanac is Satsuma, Texas. I love Satsuma. Satsuma, Texas? You know, I think Satsumas. I, and I, I'm not really a fruit person. So it's really hard for me to say this because I don't really eat fruit nearly as much as I should. No. I guess because I'm lazy. I don't know. I Could don't be. really feel like peeling fruit. Like if last night at that party there was a platter of cheeses and fruit and it was already done for me and all I had to do was exert the effort to pick it up and put it in my mouth. That I did because I could handle that. Why, you lazy bum. I know, I know. So, and it's funny because, I mean, I I, I don't, I can cook and chop and all that and, and go through the trouble of making a savory dish, but for some reason, peeling fruit is just like over the exertion limit for me. I guess I don't really like fruit that much. Anyway, not true of satsumas. Satsumas, when they first come out, it's like candy. Yeah, it's It's like God's candy. And I I just love peeling a satsuma. I love when the uh, nose hits you from the aromas that are released when you pull the skin off. I like when it squirts a little bit. And it's it's just it's like a sensory experience, and then you taste it, and it's it's just like candy. I love a fresh satsuma. You know, I think just about everybody who lives even close to where the satsumas are, and we're in the middle of it, uh, we all love them, and and we look forward to them. Uh, they got to me this way. I was working at the Time Saver. This is uh, my first job uh, back when I was in my teens. And we had this miniature produce department, and I had to open up the boxes and put out all this stuff that's in there. And along they came. One day it was uh, it was uh, ready to go with the uh, with the uh, satsumas. satsumas, and I just ate the better part of a whole case of them. 
I mean, you, oh, you, they must have loved that. Tom. You can't Did you get docked. You yeah. no, they didn't give me any flack over there. I, I was a tar. I, I was a star at. at yeah, Tom well, you would sweep and mop the floors all day yeah, long. That's right. So you got to give somebody something extra for that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that's what happened to those. Are you those. making your Satsuma cheesecake for Thanksgiving? I am. I was the next thing you you jumped ahead of me. That's exactly that's what, what I was going to say. That's what I'm here say. for to anticipate I, your thoughts. I have uh, five. I'm, Satsumas. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them it has turned about actually several 80%, of them are ripe, now. and some of them are, well, are. Well, if they're yellow, Tom, that's past ripe, isn't it? Aren't they supposed to have a green skin? No, green is 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 uh, underripe. Under, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then they're ripe because they're getting yellow. They're getting there. close. Uh, so I, I can't wait to we. The that's first quite a Satsuma. Cr- it's a it's an event at the Fitzmaurice oh, House. Oh, I tell you, it, what a what a. The uh, first Satsuma of the season. What, what's the word I want here? Uh, it's exciting. The, <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we this have that coming This is what happens on. when you stop being iconic and just become old conic. Deconic. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Do you like Satsumas as much as we do? Because they're Everybody. wonderful. I my, think my cat. My cat's name is uh, I Satsuma. I think they're wonderful, but you didn't. You didn't name it Satsuma, did you? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it was already named. Oh no. You're right. Yeah, they were already I, named Satsuma. I, I completely That's forget. why you picked that cat, because it was named Satsuma. Yeah, I, I'm astonished that you remember that. Oh, trust me. I wow. remember everything having to do with the bane of my existence, the cats in this house. Oh. 2606368 is the number. Give us a call. WWL 105.3 FM is what you're listening to. HD2. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have something here that we had we had a little uh, contest a year ago. Right now, it's, uh, it says here uh, today is the birthday in 1845 of French actress, and then I'm leaving off her name. Sarah. Oh. One of the most celebrated performers of her time, a widely sold pastry in New Orleans, as bake as pastries go anyway, was named for her. The bakery most famous for this was the now extinct. Dixiana Bakery on North Broad Street. Does anybody remember any of that? Uh, the no French actress what that, what is you're talking about? Sarah Bernhardt. What is it called, Tom? What's the pastry called? It's called the Sarah Bernhardt. Uh, that's the name of it. That's pastry? the name of it. Like I'll have a. I want to order a Sarah Bernhardt. That's right, but you wouldn't you wouldn't eat it in a normal way because it had it was in a semi liquid kind of state. It was really an unusual. Uh, item to be served by a bakery but it was well anyway on this program we spent about four or five days trying to remember the name sarah bernhardt uh, which would have wow which really was the key to all of this but uh, hmm. thought you'd enjoy that and clearly you haven't so <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move along and we'll come back and we'll start with something else after first please this and remember no Hi, it's the Food Show here on 105.3 FM HD2. Uh, we would love to hear from you at this telephone number, 260-6368, 260-6368. And if you call right now, you'll get right in. You won't have to wait for on hold or anything. Uh, what are we talking about? Don't go on near everything. Yeah, we were talking seemed... about the Sarah Bernhardt thing. You yep. say here yeah. that it is... A yellow layer cake 
topped mm-hmm. with a sweet yeast dough yes. of the kind used for donuts. Then it's mm-hmm. covered with a red glaze made with rum and currant jelly. I don't. That doesn't even make any sense. So it the yellow really. layer cake is then topped with a a dough, and then it goes and gets baked again in the oven. How does that work? I don't know, but uh, for years, not too much lately because it's either the years are ticking away. But uh, back in uh, oh, like say thirty years ago, we would have people call me up and ask, "Where can I go and buy a Sarah Bernhardt uh, really uh, a cake?" And I'd send them at a number of bakeries around the the most uh, uh, productive was Dixiana Bakery on North Broad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent a lot of people Maybe over there. Maybe that's why they're defunct now, well, because they specialized in something that sounds bizarro. Well, that, that could be. But uh, I was also going through all the other books I had on the subject, and it turns out that there's another Sarah Bernhardt that is totally different <laughs> in every way, and it has... Uh, it has some uh, um, kind of licorice flavor to it, and a few That's other not things a whole you lot wouldn't. Better. Ex- That's what I'm saying. It's an. Uh, it was a real oddball, but the people who liked getting specialty uh, baked goods, and, and you That's know that that whole bunch of uh, bakeries now, you you can't find them anymore. They don't exist. Well, you see why. Look at that. Yeah, That's well, what could you, be. Yeah. That's what they were offering. That's not much to offer. Sarah Bernhardt seems to have had a lot of things named after her. She was very famous and, and, a, and an opera singer, and yeah. she was very highly thought of. She was probably insulted by this one, though, because this is not Could be. This is not much, that's for sure. 260-6368 is the number. If you are listening to us and would like to get into the conversation, we would love to have you. Yeah, tell us, 260 yeah. right, here's your deaf dining rule, Tom. My the deaf best place dining? to dine alone in a restaurant even if you're tom knows a lot about this. i know a even lot about that drinking That's one of my is at, specialty is at the bar see the thing with tom though is he did this for 38 years and now i can't ever get him to go any place by himself i'm like why don't you go somewhere and he says why don't you come and i go well uh, <laughs> uh-huh Restaurateurs take special care of people dining at the bar because they add value to a restaurant's space. That's true. Do they really? Yeah. It's oh, like, I sure. guess it's better to have a body standing sitting there than to have nothing. I yeah yeah. But yeah. Uh, you you know if you have if you're sitting uh, on a bar stool you take up much less space and you don't stay as long either. Oh so that, yeah, as by yourself in other words. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay, so you say that you may even get a free glass of wine. Do you did you Could did be. that happen to you? Did you get free glasses of wine sitting at a bar? Um I it, I I probably have had that happen to me but I don't remember ever having fired away. Well, then why'd you write it here? Because maybe somebody's going to think, you said, but don't expect it. So they'll probably expect it, you know, Tom. (laughs) Could be. Well, there's a bakery. uh, I remember that I was writing all of this stuff, and there was one, a bakery in this that uh, was, had basically come to an end. And uh, and for the life of me, uh, you lost it. No, no, so I don't was... think so. I, I, I don't think we want to talk about it. It's, oh, it was, I see. Mm. Uh, it was an outfit that... Uh, <laughs> All right, well, then don't go any farther. Yeah, let's The not. Dixie Cups started oh. today. Uh-huh. One of its members, not the Dixie Cups, but Barbara Ann Hawkins, 
One of the members of the Dixie Cups was born today in 1943. Oh. What was her song? How did it go? I have no idea. Let's see. Doug probably can drudge it up. Heiko, Heiko, Heiko. Oh, it? you know what? Jackson loves that song. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. He sings it all the time. Hmm. Gummo Marx, the least known of the Marx brothers. He acted with them for a while and then became their business manager, was born today in 1893. And a Nobel Prize in physics winner, Ilya Frank, was born today in Russia in 1908. Hmm. The 23rd is a special day to me for a number of reasons. Yeah? What? Most of which... As a matter of fact, all of which I can't say on the radio. <laughs> oh, I, I'm familiar with that. Okay, if it weren't for Philo T. Farnsworth, the inventor <laughs> of the television, Philo. he'd still be eating frozen radio dinners. Who said y- that, Tom? Philo. John, Philo. Johnny Carson. I'll, I'll bet you anything that that was Johnny Carson. You are correct. Philo Farnsworth. Philo, thank Philo you. Farnsworth. Philo Farnsworth, yes. Philo. Today, is, today is also yes. the day that the uh, the swallows leave Capistrano. Did you know that? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, I, I remember once, uh, it, it's strangely enough, I think it, Johnny, it involved Johnny Carson there, too. Mm-hmm. He was talking about that, uh, but in what connection, I, you know, now we're, we, another there's another Johnny Carson another quote you have it. here. Happiness is finding three olives in your martini when you're hungry. You're hungry, yeah. That's I think that's real wisdom. You, I think it is true. But you you wouldn't like that because you don't even like olives. I'm not nuts about How olives. I like olives, them. Tom. They're one of God's uh, great gifts to I mankind. I don't know. Uh, I've been uh, questioned about that before, but it's... Uh, you, you, the things that you don't like are kind of strange. Yeah. Like, Tell us something. Well, I mean, they're, you know, they're very mainstreamy things, and you're not at all mainstream, but uh, you don't particularly care for shrimp, which is mind-boggling. Oh, no. I like shrimp, I, but I, I don't want them to take over a dish. And you don't really I like, like olives, ones. which olives. is also really kind uh, of... No, I, you know what? I love them in muffalettas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, but you don't like them hot, so you have a very particular like thing about your olives. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. I want to bring back the subject of beef stew. Beef stew. Yeah, because um, beef bourguignon. Okay, well the the bourguignon has wine in it. Yes. So it's not necessary to have wine in beef stew. I, I no. guess I guess if you wanted to make beef stew gourmet, you'd throw some wine in there, and yeah, then it, it becomes it, beef bourguignon. It gives a, especially if you start with a really dark black Cabernet Sauvignon that's going to leave in its wake. in its wake. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Well, Tom, I'm your brain. This is there me. I'm so, it's well, like, no, I, it's I, like I'm playing Jeopardy. I could use a brain. I guess it. You know, bing. Anyway, I wish oh, the only problem that it's not like Jeopardy is if I if if I was as good on Jeopardy as I am on this show guessing things, I'd be making gobs of money. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. Anyway, uh, so so beef stew, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I love beef bourguignon, Me and too. I think it adds an extra depth of richness. To be sure. Mm-hmm. Also, I think especially that, this time of year when it's cold. Yeah, well, it's not really cold yet, but it's getting well, sort of. It's hinting that it's heading that way, and and sometimes like if I'm when I was in D.C. after Katrina, and any time I've been up in the Northeast, when you have the hint 
that winter is coming, there's something really, um, I don't know, uh, I don't know, it's Too disturbing, sweet. it's disturbing to me, it's, um, it, it's wistful in what is behind, but it is not, it's not expecting in what is before. It's expecting kind of dread. It's like a oh god, here it comes, you know. And I, I find that when I was when I was in D.C. after Katrina, and um, and you would go from really nice weather and the weather there in September, early, almost a little bit into October is is gorgeous, and then all of a sudden one day, it's kind of darkish. And it's kind of forbidding, and and you think, oh yes, I remember. Here it comes, and I don't like that feeling at all. Anyway, um, here though the weather is not nearly as uh, forbidding, and um, or I should say foreboding. I don't know. Forbidding. Anyway, no, you had it right the first. Yeah, time. but foreboding. That's what you do before you get forbidden. <laughs> anyway, um, I I like to think about stewie kind of things when it starts to get cold and if i made a beef stew it would not be a bourguignon because i don't ever put wine in things because i'm just not a gourmet but no. i do love i do love when i have a good bourguignon anyway if i did a, a beef stew it would be um chunks of maybe chuck <laughs> that'd be that'd be too good yeah chunk yeah. Chunks of chuck, yeah, and it would uh, have carrot in it. Carrots, and onion. You know, I, I that does work though. You put a little bit of carrot in a dish like that, and it definitely gets not only darker, but it acquires this shiny exterior that you wonder where did that come from. And well. I, I would have it just because I think that carrots impart a lot of vitamins that most people don't get because they don't actively seek out carrots. Myself, for sure. Yeah. But I I mean, like, I, I'm not going to go and eat a bunch of carrot sticks out of the refrigerator. But that would be a really good thing to do. So whenever I'm cooking anything, a carrot goes in just because. So carrot, celery, onion, bell pepper, and a partridge in a oh, uh, turnip. What else would go in there? All those kind of, maybe Brussels sprouts, but peas. Do you put peas in beef stew? Do people put peas in beef stew? Most people don't because they smush too easy. I and see a lot of peas in beef stew though, particularly like a yeah. European thing would have peas in it. Yeah, I I because they put a lot of peas and stuff that yeah we that don't. that actually makes a lot of sense. And the thing that you need. Uh, it's just something to keep it from turning it into mush. But uh, you buy the right kind of peas, you won't have that problem. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmaurice also, and hanging around here in our studios, uh, thinking about things in general and uh, talking about just anything that's culinary and edible and drinkable. Two six zero six three six eight is our uh, radio station number. phone number, but you, that Stephen has used to call us. And Stephen, yeah, I've been alerted. He has blown up the uh, bulk. 
You know, Stephen and and everyone else, when we are in the studio, we just have a monitor with your name, which Doug yells at us for not noticing. But when we're at home, Doug will actually announce the caller. So he announced your call by saying Stephen has arrived with his list. So I said it's probably twice. You don't? If they don't have a list because my pad was in the trunk and I just got it out of the trunk, so I haven't had it. But I will say, uh, Tom's people that uh, like his jokes, the 10%, and then there's another 10% that like his music. So <laughs> I think I think there's an overlap there, Stephen. I think it's only 10%. If you like his jokes, you probably like his music. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> okay. Stephen, I told uh, I Doug that your list was going to be twice as big as it normally is because we didn't take you yesterday, and my apologies for that. But we had yeah, to uh, we had uh, Justin in there. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, the guy what's, from the beer What's factory. on your? Go uh, ahead. Doug says uh, your not list much was... today. I went to Duke's yesterday. I was, you know, I was the first customer in when he opened for dinner, and I was the first customer in when he opened for lunch. So. Whoa. I, I have a double crown there. Wait, they but, opened for lunch today? I think they were. I think they started yesterday. Hmm. Okay. And I mean, they had a. I mean, I was there early. I was right there at uh, right about eleven o'clock. They didn't really actually open till eleven thirty. So. So I was uh, almost done by the time the eleven thirty time came. But uh, they had a party of eight. Okay. And, so. Stephen, can we consider Dabs your hangout? Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just. I'm trying to help help a a fellow restaurateur out. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, if you go a little more often, uh, so but I had his meatball and spaghetti yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's three kinds of meat in his meatballs: uh, mm-hmm. hamburger or uh, beef and pork and veal. So they were good. We were actually uh, there last night, Stephen, and yeah. I was going to get the burger, but he insisted that I get the short rib. So have you had yeah. either of those? I haven't. I've had the burger. And how was that? It was good. Not spectacular, but it was good. Okay. Uh, I don't think he cooked it. Well, just sort of I don't that think feeling that he that... made it. I think he probably got it from the source of burgerdom, which is Sammy's. I'm not sure, though. Yeah. Which would mean it would be a uh, lot like Katie's. I mean, not Katie's, but Francesca. Yeah. Duke, if I'm incorrect by that, give me a call, 260-6368. Of course, he knows the number. Why am I saying that? Yeah. Anyway, um, what else? Have you had anything at Duke's that you didn't like, Stephen? No, I haven't. And I've had three meals there. Okay. Yeah. I agree. So, I think the food's really good. Well, you know, he is world-class chef. It shouldn't yeah. be... Bad if he's overseeing it. If, I mean, I don't think uh, it's that. I mean, the uh, the time I was there for the second time I was there for dinner, the dining room was full. So, uh, good. You know that that's a little more than being the first customer in and yeah. only one. Well, good. I'm you know, glad he did the dining tell room me was I full. Yeah. Good. So 
so I, uh, he did tell me that I shouldn't have had the Italian bread, but I like Italian bread being from the north. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Italian but, bread? What are you talking about? He makes his own Italian bread, and when I had the spaghetti and meatballs, the waitress, which has waited on me three times, said, well, do you want the Italian bread? And I said, yeah. So they brought me out a slice of Italian bread, garlic oh, bread. I see. Oh, okay. Well, we yeah. love the little waitress. But I think he so makes that in-house. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Hmm. That's good to know. Well, I thought it looked a little unusual. I think that's what he used for his garlic bread last night. I thought it looked a little unusual, not bad unusual, just like he didn't, I didn't know where he would have gotten it from. So obviously that's the answer. He's making it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. And of course, garlic, I mean, uh, Italian bread looks like French bread. uh, But but it's it's got a denser crumb. Different consistency. Yeah. 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 I like it better. I mean, you it's lay got the more two of them down. You lay the two of them down on the table, and you wouldn't know the difference between the two of them until you cut into them. Mm, I don't. Yeah, right. Exactly. But when you cut into it, you'll see that Italian bread is much denser than French bread. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 All right, Stephen. Okay. Thank you. Talk All to right. you. Bye. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and you're you, and uh, here all we do is talk about food, restaurants, cooking, and wine, and and everything else in between. And if you have uh, been anywhere good lately, call us and tell us all about them. That's what we do around here, talk about the the food and uh, where it came from and how do you find some more of it. 260-6368. And... uh, we have to sell them at New Orleans Food and Spirits. We have to Spirits. sell them? No, we have to tell them tell at them. New Orleans Food and Spirits to stop sending out so much of the French bread with the oysters. Because we never eat it, and it goes to waste. And I I would feel bad about that, but I've decided that French bread does not have a lot of value. So, But I, but I still don't want to waste it. So, you know, we'll say the next time we'll say only a couple of pieces of bread because you never eat all of that and I don't eat any of it. Mm. Those are good oysters though. Oh yeah, I love them. Really good oysters. Yeah. And that and that uh, entree that you got today with the um, chicken parm. That is killer. first of all for killer. the price that they charge. It is incredible. It's it's unbelievable yeah, it and there's enough food there to really cover the appetites of four people at no, least. No, two. Oh, maybe. it's huge. Anyway, we. Uh, like uh, this is at the New Orleans Hamburger and. Whoops, excuse me. No, it's not them. New Orleans. It's at food New Orleans and Food and Spirits, uh, and both of those are good places to eat, by the way. You know, anyway. I was, I was going to say yeah. that you eat like a bird, but a bird eats its weight every day, so yeah. you don't. You don't. Do I look anything. like I'm losing weight? You don't look. In, no, no. You look, but you look like you know you've lost like 80 pounds or something. I, 80 pounds, yeah, <laughs> that, and that's why people keep asking. That's me. my new standard joke because I've heard that story at least 80 times, 80 times. So, well, you know, a, yeah. you, you well, have, I guess if you hang around you, you know, you hear the same story over and over worse. again. Yeah, anyway, uh, 260-6368, you have just 10 minutes to give us a call. Oh, we my goodness, are, I just looked at the clock and saw what time it was. We are fast coming up to the end yeah. of the show. Mm. And uh, bring in your list and give us a call. Well, speaking of anyway, lists. Anyway, so we had... Uh, yes, I, we, speaking, speaking of, of lists. lists, yes. yes, uh, yes, since, yes, uh, yes, yes. since Stephen didn't have a list, I brought one of my own. Oh, oh, good. Let's hear it. First of all, mutton. 
Mutton, you mutton. like mutton? Now, it, it, the taste of mutton is strong, and where that strong, strong taste comes from is the fat. So if yeah. you have a very lean mutton, the taste is less gamey than, than anything else, okay? Like goat. Goat and yeah. mutton, pretty much the same. But goat is leaner, so you don't have a bad, you know, that strong taste. And Secondly, baby goat. Baby goat is just one of the most delightful things to eat. I don't want to talk eat. about little babies getting okay, slaughtered. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. Secondly, I'll stop. Okay, it is ahead, Boston Doug. Cream Pie Day today. National Boston Cream Pie today. Did you say Boston Cream Boston Pie? Boston Cream yeah. Pie Day Boston. today. Thirdly, the uh, Christmas oranges, as they are called, are four. The Satsuma, Mandarin, Tangerine, and Clementine. Yeah, um, you know what? I don't like Clementines. No? No, go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. You seem stunned. <laughs> I think he is. is he still there? I don't. I, oh, there we go. Okay, George, welcome. Oh my goodness. Hi. George, hey. can I hear you? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. I can hear you perfectly. Come on in. Okay. Awesome. Hey, I generally make shrimp, uh, barbecue shrimp, like Paul Prudhomme had in his uh, one of his first cookbooks. But anyway, I'm eating uh-huh. some shrimp and grits the other day, and I cannot remember where it was. But it's all they—they they did. It, it was like a barbecue sauce, like the barbecue shrimp sauce. Mm-hmm. But they yep. had—it was pretty thick, and I'm—it was almost demi-glaze consistency. And I was wondering if you guys do shrimp and grits, and if you had a recipe that you could uh, recommend. I'm sure you have one on nomenu.com, don't you? Uh, yeah, we, we certainly do, and it's in uh, my cookbook and just about every other place I, I, I have it. You know what? I'll tell you what. Tomorrow morning in the newsletter, I'll, I'll just pop it in there as the first recipe. How's that? I will take a look at it. Yeah, I think you'll, uh, you'll really like it. It's based on the one that they did over at Mr. B's a bunch of years ago where they reworked the dish. They, they were of the opinion that barbecue shrimp were a good idea, but uh, that it wasn't quite enough to uh, stay uh, keep up with the other ingredients, which had a way of getting a little thick, a little e- greasy, too, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, by the way, Mr. Beast, do they use a butter roux in their gumbo? Uh, they On one of them, they do, and then, because, uh, oh, we found one Seems on like the it. website. Yeah, I'm looking at the website ah, right now. Good. I'm driving. I can't. I can't look at the website. So if y'all want to tell me Wait, about you it, can't, awesome. you can't look at it now, or you can't look at it ever. Oh no, I can look at it when I get out. When I get out of my truck. Oh yeah. Well, I'm looking I, at it right now. It's got shrimp, lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce, white wine, garlic, black pepper, salt, butter, paprika, and uh, paprika served with French paprika. bread. What? Paprika or paprika. I was listening to your earlier segment, so now I'm going to start calling it paprika yeah. all the rest of my life. Yeah, we, we haven't. Uh, That's how the that Hungarians the do it. We haven't uh, pounded that easily enough in, as a ground into the ground. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. We, we're cool with that. Okay, uh, so that's uh, those are the basic ingredients if you're out to get some stuff for it right now. Did you want me to read that again? No, no, I'll take a look when I get home on the website. Okay. I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Good, good. Hey, we we enjoy, we enjoy y'all show when I can get the HD. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, There's the kicker. That. You know, I uh, I listen to the show sometimes on podcasts just to see how crazy it sounded. And I uh, there's this thing, My Tuner, which is part of Radio.com. And after you search uh, Tom Fitzmorris Food Show enough, it'll just come right up. And then you click on it, and it's you're on this My Tuner thing. It's really, hmm. really easy to get. So, I didn't even know that. So if you miss it on well, the HD, you can get it on the podcast. I'll have to That's do it. that. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you telling me that. We, do, we enjoy your show, my wife and I. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling. All right, you can listen to it while you're cooking your shrimp and grits or your barbecued shrimp. Yeah. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And, uh, yeah, we do. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. Clearly, and there's Marianne Fitzmorris. Hi. Hi. (laughs) What's your name? No, Doug, Doug was, uh, (laughs) Doug was going through his, his own list. Um, yeah, and he found the, barbecue shrimp. What was the rest shrimp? of your list? Doug, I didn't know you cared enough to make a list. Doug says that he's not even there. So you're being caught listening to the show more than you think, Doug. Mm. Well, you know, some, sometimes I have to listen just to keep you guys straight. Wait, what did you say? I said sometimes I have to listen just to keep you people straight. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it's creative uh thing that gets, gets flowing yeah, all yeah. right so you were talking about your own list though doug and i was interested in that so go back to your list i was Somebody. just 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 talking about what we talked about uh to today uh one of the things that was on the list that i didn't get to is paprika yes. or paprika and you'll find <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of that is the the, the red thing in uh, creole seasoning is paprika that's yes. uh, that is the that's what makes it pink or or the reddish color yes and that's it. And it, it really that's, adds no taste or anything. Oh, that's I not think true. It does. It, it, go to go to two I think shag, it uh, does. Uh, not two shags. Uh, go to uh, um, the place that just uh, has decided to move. Uh, here's here's the thing. Now, it, why it doesn't? No, we don't go to two jacks because we're talking about two different things here. Okay. We're talking right. about uh, we're talking about Cajun seasoning. Okay. All right. Now, Cajun seasoning is. Strong. It will overpower anything the paprika adds. So the paprika they use merely adds color. Mm, okay. Well, well, that works. I used Always to did eat it for on me. baked potatoes, and and it does add something to it. I baked think. potatoes. Not baked potatoes, but paprika on baked oh, potatoes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, when you're looking at something as in. mild as a potato. Uh, as bland as a potato, paprika yeah. would add flavor. Yeah. Starchy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You had some other things, though, Doug. What else did you have on there? I only had it? swallows and Boston cream pie. And, yeah, Boston um, cream pie. That's and, all I and the, and the reason that mutton sometimes tastes really strong because oh, of yeah, the, yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. the fat. Yeah. If you pair the fat off of mutton when you do it and do it slow not only will you have less gamey flavor but you also have a more tender mutton whatever okay there's no such thing as a tender mutton and the reason mutton isn't really good is that sheep i'm sorry are gross sheep are gross you think sheep are gross yes they are gross yeah but they can be led they're 
They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> Good analysis. They're generally speaking very dirty animals. So I, I, yeah, they're, I, they're, I mean, they're cute, but they're and they're social. They're very social, but they're a little, uh, they're a little gross. So I would guess that their meat would be kind of gross too. Um, back to the Boston cream pie, though. We were actually in Boston. Was it this time last year? I think we were. Uh, I know that we left on that cruise on the 14th of October, and so, well, we were actually in Boston a week before Boston Cream Pie Day, but do you like Boston Cream Pie, Doug? It's kind of like a cake, really. Yeah, yeah, it's really more like that. Do you like it, Doug? Uh, No, no, I do not. Uh, I think it it is, not to my taste, not sweet enough for me, actually. That's that's what I like about it. I uh, I was surprised at how much I liked Boston cream pie when we tried it. We tried it at um, oh, what's the name of that? Uh, the Parker House. We were at the, the Parker, Parker House, House yeah. in Boston. Wait, was and this think, uh, was this during I, that last uh, yeah, in New last England? Cruise. Yeah. And I think that not only were the Parker House rolls invented there, but I think that's where Boston cream pie started too. And uh, and we had some there, and I liked it rather well. I thought it was good. Anyway, I like your list, Doug. Thank you very much, and thank you so much for actually tuning into the show, Doug. That's good. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, it's been a busy show today. Yeah, I mean, like a really busy it's, show. Uh, uh, it, I have continued to notice this week after day after day after day. Uh, we've we've had more people on all the time, and I don't know why. But it seems well, to be something that people like, so we just keep going, keep on going. Why not? <laughs> Tom, can I ask you a question? Why is your we? This this is something that you would see if we had a webcam. Yeah. And and actually, it would be really unfortunate if we had a webcam for so many reasons. But sometimes I wish we did. Like yeah. right now, people could see that your monitor is up. And on the screen is nomenu.com, but it's all in black and white, Tom. Why uh-huh. is that? Is there something you it's did? A, it's a problem with the monitor. This, the monitor. Oh, yeah. I and, see. Anyway. And it's happened about two years ago, and nothing seems to, to I've make never, it better. I've never seen black and white on the screen Me neither. before. It's strange. <laughs> but if if you uh, if you bring it out on any other uh, computer. Yeah. It's it's well, normal. No, it's, it's it's absolutely normal. It's certainly normal on mine, but uh, it's uh, on yours. It's black and white. Yeah, which is, it's strange. Which is kind of an interesting effect. It looks kind of like a newspaper now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I think that's kind of cool. Extra. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. Allie, the uh, let, let's see, what did Gregory call her? The crazy oyster broad. <laughs> She's going <laughs> to be sitting in my chair on Friday. She is? Yes, she is. And we have a whole bunch of guest hosts coming up. Oh, good. When we go on our trip um, on the 11th of November, we are going to have a uh, group of them in. Not at the same time, of course. but That should um, be interesting. Might be worth staying home. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can stay home. (laughs) And I'll make them a guest host with you, and then I'll go on the trip. No, actually, that would mean that I would go on the train by myself, and the only reason that I'm going on the train to begin with, well, it's not really for you. It's to transport things. But anyway, you get to go on a train again, Tom. It's very exciting for you, I know. It is. We can actually discover if what they've been saying about uh, the dining car is true. I don't think they've implemented that on the, on the train that we're going to be on, though. 
I think it's going in gradually, and I think it's going on the uh, north-south routes before but are, it goes. Are you talking about all the, the changes? Well, there's no in more the... dining car. No, no more dining car. It's going to be more like airplane food. Oh. Hmm. Like prepackaged airplane food. And no more of the dining car where, honestly, I know that you like the dining car, but the experience in the Amtrak dining car leaves a little bit to leave to, de- to be desired. I mean, it's it, paper plates and all that. Yeah, it was, uh, never not paper, was. But plastic. Yeah, it was never uh, fantastic. Although I've I've been on some trains. Well, this you were one, the Orient Express. That's a little bit different. That's different. I'm talking about the the. Uh, Amtrak. Uh, the the Amtrak the uh, Sunset. Limited. limited, yeah, uh, and that goes from New Orleans to all the way yeah. to uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but but I I don't know. I think that it's going to be interesting to see what has happened yeah. and if they have started that at all. Because mm. uh, I, I like I said, I wasn't. So I'm not going to miss it that much, but you might. Well, I hope they do it because you know it's it would be a shame if it if they didn't because they have a lot of room in there. They have a full fledged kitchen that can yeah, but actually not be cook using stuff. it. We have to go. It's Tom. silly. It's, we have to go. It is the end of the show. I guess so. You've been listening to WWL. I, we certainly have. Where'd our music FM. go? One FM. A little bit of. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. <clears throat> hope you have a good meal. Yeah. Night. Good night. Five o'clock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.